reading from Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 12. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, devoted to prayer, contributing to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with those who, the re- who rejoice and weep who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Never pay back evil to anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Never take your own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap burning coals upon his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Thanks be to the Lord. Lord, I pray for uh, Mateen today as he uh, delivers your word to us. Thank you for these scriptures that remind us of of your love and how to share that love with those around us. I pray that we would leave this place better prepared to weep with those who do weep and to mourn with those who do mourn. Thank you for Mateen and for the words that you've given to share with us today. And I pray that you would do a work in and through him to each of us. In your name, amen. Amen. Hello, everyone. I hope that God will use this time to touch your heart. I want to, you know, first time Mark asked me to share, I was a bit afraid because, you know, my habit is about sharing is most in Turkish, and that this is my first time actually preaching in English. That reason, uh, please lower your expectation. <laughs> I can do mistakes and give a mercy. I want to start with when I came first time to Antalya. That was in 2000. Uh, I had graduated from two-year program at the University Ceramic Technicals. Uh, was in the Chukurova in the Adana, and uh, I completed several jobs and had made a good money in that time. And my classmate uh, asked me to 
because she opened a workshop here in Antalya and a classmate, classmate asked me to come to here and be a partner with her uh, in production, in design, because uh, I, I graduated to be able to do that, to design and being that uh, product, the whole production process and uh, sound good in the beginning. And everything went well uh, around 2000 and uh, till 2001 February, because we started we started small and we prepped for a larger uh, projects to begin, and we did some investment with. Uh, asking for some debts from the bank and from some people. And in 2000, February was a huge crisis in Turkey because even in that time, many people didn't, didn't give money in the Turkish currency because always was unbalanced. And that reason they give us uh, the loan in dollar currency. And then and the crisis happened, our debt tripled and that uh, brings us to bankruptcy we lost everything and that reason uh, I find myself homeless here in Antalya after February 2000 February it's a big huge uh, date in my life that changed me from outside looks very bad, but what comes after actually changed everything. And at that time, when I started living in street, there was a club uh, in in Jumhuriyet Meydanı. You know, uh, there was a club that called you know book lovers. Uh, the club worked that way. When you donate three books or four books, you earn a membership. Then you borrow books and bring back. And that system makes collects lots of books and bring up a huge library, actually. But the room was little and the you know book readers was little. And uh, club owner uh, asked me sometime to help him to reorganize the books because... Somehow uh, he liked me, uh, and because I was young, you know, knowledgeable, but unfortunate, homeless, living in the street. Uh, I think he thought maybe if I ask him help, that that way I can offer him food and not just giving things in the golden plate. Maybe I can help him to, you know regain his courage and everything. And that was a good, actually. But one day, a young man uh, named uh, was Ramazan visited the bookstore. And uh, he approached the club owner, manager. He was, uh, yeah, a retired architect. And he was atheist. And Ramazan uh, donated a tree Bible and tried to share the gospel with that book owner. And that time I was near to books and just I was an ear guest, uh, what they are talking. Uh, and Ram after Ramazan left the 
bookstore, I took one Bible. But how I look to Bible, that is, I need to be share about my history before that. My family is a conservative Muslim family. Uh, lived uh, for a long time in Adapazar, a city called Anir. It's one hour to Istanbul. The famous touristic place called Sapanja, maybe you heard. It's near to that. And, uh, and I, my, actually, I born in Swiss. Uh, my family, uh, my mother and father uh, lived there and worked there. And later they took my two brothers there. And I born there. And when I became uh, eight year old, they took me back to Turkey uh, because my two brothers uh, get drug addicted. And they were afraid uh, to maybe I follow their footsteps and maybe they will lose me too. Uh, and uh, that reason they thought in their mind, if we take this youngling to back uh, to Turkey and if we raise him conservatively, that can save him. Uh, but they didn't know that my two brothers' addiction story started here, actually. And that reason, in my young age, I went to Quran courses uh, in weekend, in summer, learned how to read uh, Quran and how to worship proper. And actually, my father la uh, went later to Mecca. He became a pilgrim. And because that was a honorable title amongst you know Turks, you know if you are a pilgrim, you you know you you you fulfilled the all uh, what is expected, and you become one. Yeah, we have to trust you. It's very opposite, but yeah, uh, in reality, my father had two wives, uh, and he see both of them in the same time, uh, and both of them know each other. And my mother was the second one. Uh, the first one was the legal one. And my mother was the illegal one, just with the religious marriage. That reason my mother never had my father's surname uh, as a children we had. Uh, and, uh, and that reason I was very conservative when I took the New Testament because my previous teachings uh, already told me a lot of against Bible, but the young man, how he talked and how he shared was interesting. I never heard before. And uh, of course, when my mother and father raised me conservatively, I went a bit far and I served in mosque as a muezzin and my father and mother expected to be, from me to become an imam, actually. Uh, later, I became a priest, but it's not the same, you know, in the opposite direction. But, yeah, when I go to high school that time I had some secular raised friends and they asked me some questions about my faith that really bothered my head and then 
I turned back to Imam and I asked the same questions about the faith, about the book, about the prophet. And later, uh, he didn't want me around uh, that because his answers what wasn't satisfying answers. Uh, somehow, these questions growed in me. And when I became 18, I said, no, no more Islam, actually, uh, because it's, I don't believe anymore. Uh, because what I worshipped and what I asked to learn to book, I, I didn't find in it. And, and the knowledge, the imam who was supposed to teach me, who was supposed to know, he didn't give me the proper answer. And that way I uh, became a deist, they call it uh, in Turkish. Uh, you know, you b believe, yeah, there is some energy or some being created the whole universe and us but religions no no i i it's maybe just for some smart people they call themselves prophet to reorganize the associations the people because there was so much things in chaos and they bring some rules but no this cannot be from god but when even even my graduation was that reason, uh, because family wasn't a family. Uh, even in my childhood, I inside me that I had some raw knowledge that God should be this, or sh how you know He has to do this, or He has to be this, and you know uh, there must be a justice, this must be a mercy, there must be a something law or equality, you know, uh, that was in me somehow that I don't know where, that time I wasn't aware where that came from, but I was looking and I tried to find, and I didn't. And that reason I choose a far distance university, because family, drug addiction, one mother, one stepmother, less caring, even non-caring father, and everything is so based on anger. Uh, you know, uh, maybe maybe if so, if you live in Adapazar, you know, very muscular and very angry attitude. You know, uh, in conversations, if you are a bit emotional, uh, they think you are. You know. They have that bad verse to describe that. Soft, not man. Uh, and that's the reason I felt, you know, I, not, I am not belonging there, actually. I, I need to leave that city. Uh, somehow, I didn't find myself in it. And the family, of course. Uh, and that reason... That time, the kilometer was around 800. I picked the farthest university. The department, they are not agree with. And that reason I uh, went to university and they didn't support it. Here in Turkey, is not like West. Uh, you know, when one children, if they need to go to university, the, the banks doesn't give a credit. Uh, or government doesn't give a sport, you know, your family needs to support you, otherwise will be triple difficult that 
uh, I faced it. <laughs> in daytime, I went to school. In nighttime, I went to a restaurant to wash the dishes. And that took one year. And the other year, I find another job. Nighttime, it's required to visiting house and selling, you know, cleaning robot. And that was much easier because you have to sell two or three in a month and the rest of night is yours. <laughs> That's enough for gain, enough uh, commission and uh, to survive. When I read the first time the gospel, uh, I really admired Jesus, that uh, Jesus' life was so... It wasn't selfish, you know, and that uh, that draw me to read more. And later when I see the Ramazan in different place, I told him that I start to reading the New Testament and I find it interesting. And he asked me to go and drink coffee and tea and he asked me to come visit the church. And I wasn't a believer for a long time when I came here to visit on Sundays. And, you know, believing Jesus as a God still was foggy in my mind because there was so much things against, preached before, teached me before, and was huge, you know, wall in my head that is difficult to uh, break. And... But I heard a lot uh, here in Sunday services. And of course, uh, you know, after sharing here uh, tea and snacks in the, after the service was very uh, motivated me to come because I was homeless. You know, that kinds of things are always motivating. After a period of time living on street, I began to be uh, seriously depressed. You know, coming one time in the church in the week was okay, and even Sundays gave me an excitement. Uh, I want to come here whenever I wake up, where I wake up. <laughs> I want to be here, but uh, other days uh, was tough. Uh, you know, there is no... Uh, there is nothing clear. Uh, there is always unclear what you're going to do today or can you find a food or can you find a job or, you know. And I was so rebelled kid that when I looked back, I didn't saw a family picture and I said, I don't want to go back because being in street was even good than being in back. back. You know, uh, when I compared that reason, I want to stay in the street. But of course, staying in the street is not easy either. But was good than going back to family and, uh, you know, living in that chaotic atmosphere. And one night I stood at the edge of the cliffs and I thought about throwing myself. Because I was, I didn't have any purpose, and in that moment, uh, I felt it's okay to end this unpurposed life because every day 
it's not easy, I don't have a hope, you know, what will drive me to go further? And that exact night, I raised my head to sky and I start to, in my way, speak to Creator. Uh, I didn't name him because in my perspective, he didn't have a name, he had a title, Creator. Maybe he exists, maybe in my hopeless situation, maybe he is not even, but what I will lose to talk. Yeah. And I raised my head and I said, you know, I am here. If there is a God and the religion said, you created me and I am here. Look to your creation. And as my family didn't fulfill their responsibilities, I expect you to fulfill. But if you're not, I am coming there. We can talk there. I don't know what I will face there, but I am angry. I am sad. You know, I am hopeless. And I am a street. I have nothing to lose. There is nothing to waiting me back there. There is nothing to give me hope. And that time, that time, uh, that night, with my full ignorance, what I heard from the church that I finished that conversation, and I said, first time in my life, I, in past, I asked a lot of in the Islamic way. So be it. I ask in Jesus' name. I don't know why I did that. But maybe I heard a lot in church. The people prayed to me about that way that I felt maybe, I don't know, let's give a try. You know, if nothing will happen, will not be surprised. And if something will happen, I don't know. In the morning when I get up, I don't know. I was happy somehow because that night I felt myself so tired that I said, okay, one night more in this earth, maybe tomorrow I can release myself on this cliff. And I started walking to Kalechi, maybe come to this cultural center to see Ramazan. Maybe he will offer me a couple of tea. Then I can go somewhere else to find something else. I don't know. Uh, but I was happy and I didn't ask myself why I am happy. Because when you are happy, you're not asking that. When you are sad, sometimes you're asking why I am sad. Uh, in Kaleichi, I was walking past a restaurant and waiter uh, ran outside and pointed his fingers to me and I said, hey, hey, you, come here. And I was afraid because if there is a homeless around, if you want to blame someone to something without a reason, they have potential. You know, uh, if there is something missing, probably the homeless stealed. I don't know because they are homeless. They have the potential to do many things. And I was afraid and I said, why you are pointing your finger to me while you are yelling at me. He said, I am not yelling. There is a food inside. Want, you want to eat? You, are you hungry? And I said, yes, but in my mind, there is the thought, what is the catch? You know, 
because when you are homeless, people wants to gain some advantage from you. You know, that can be everything. But I was hungry and my mother, uh, my stomach actually was more dominant than my head. Then I walked in and I sit in the table. Uh, I, I eat what they offered. And that time there was one man. Uh, he was the ch- ch- chief of the waiters. And he started talking to me that he, there, you know, we call a Turkish komi in English is a bass boy. And he said, you know, we don't pay much to bass boys. And that reason who lives here and works only maybe a couple of days and later they never showed up back. And because they are very busy restaurant. And uh, they don't want their waiters to be worked as a bass boy too, uh, because they took a lots of orders, you know, in nighttime with alcohol, with music. There is need a bass boy, but they don't pay much. And he said, you know, do you want to work? Even with the conversation started with that, you know, influence that they want to hire me somehow and. If they didn't mention them for money, I was okay. But they mentioned the money that I was okay double. <laughs> and just I had one question in my mind. They want to hire me in this shape. Not in this shape, but in that time the shape was dirty, smelling, and wasn't proper for restaurants. And they said no. And they give the money to other waiter and said, okay, take him to Berber. And after that, take him to Hammam and bring him back here. And after that, I felt myself, I am a human again. You know, a man again. Because they gave me a white t-shirt and black trouser and used black shoe. And I, I became a best boy. And there's a, another question came to my mind and I was afraid to ask, maybe this is, will be too much, but I said, you know, you don't want me to stay in this street in the night with this clothes. Can I find a place to stay? Can you give me a help on that? And they said, you know, the whole restaurant is camera wired and there is a little storage room in the back that has a little... Uh, bunk bed and uh, I don't know bunk bed a normal bed that in the middle of the day in the tourism they call entre time that you know when it's too hot when doesn't tourists walk around they take a 15 minute half an hour naps in that back because they open the restaurant in the morning and work till the middle night uh, they need some time to rest and they said you can sleep in that bed in nighttime, but you have to behave. Because if you do something wrong, you will find yourself in jail. And I said, I will behave. Because it's better than sleeping in nighttime in outside. And somehow everything worked very well on my benefit around me Without my control, I started asking questions, what this is? And where this came from? 
and how this started happen. When I think the days that I've been through, I find only that single night that I raised my head to empty sky, that I speak with the creator and finished with the Jesus name. And I don't know which one is worked, but Jesus name bothered my health till the morning. And in the morning, I came here to ask Ramazan, okay, I've been through this. Do you have any proper explanation for that? And he showed me the Bible verses that John 14, 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come for you. You may ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I had a goosebump. Ah, this is it. The, the power or the force or the person around me was a Jesus. You know, because in my past, I prayed a lot in the Islamic way. Was, was like, a, in my experiences, knocking the door. No one answers. You know, empty inside, no satisfaction. Accidentally, with my full ignorance, I used Jesus' name and was still uh, knocking the door and someone answered, said, I am here. And that time... One other thing actually helped in that a lot, this place. Because I was a homeless, and when I came here, the church never made me feel that I am homeless. They made me feel that I am welcomed. I was smelling, and they never said that I am smelling. I was dirty, and they never said that, that I am dirty. In outside, as a homeless person, you feel that you are görünmez uh, adam. Invisible, yeah. And because they don't want to look to your eyes, because if they look to your eyes, they feel they are self, they have to do something. That reason, you are invisible. They don't see you. And you are not exist for them. I, I, don't, I don't want to direct the beggars. Beggars, they really force you to see them. But the homeless people who even not talk or not beg for anything, but still, you know, this person is a homeless. You know, this person doesn't have a place. You can understand when you see them. And... No one wants to talk to you, actually. And church literally made me feel that I am loud, and that actually gave me an excitement every Sunday. I wasn't Christian, but I want to come to this place. I didn't want to go to mosque. I want to come to this place because I feel I am existed in this place. They talk with me. They ask to me. You know, they spend time with me. 
and they treat me as a person, and that is uh, important. And and of course, they are loud to each other. Really, in the beginning, give me a doubt. You know, what is this a role play? But later and later, made me feel, you know, this is a real. They really love each other, and they really love me. But somehow, they don't know how to deal with me, you know, because dealing with homeless is not easy things because needs to spend some time. And I see this verse in the church. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with the people of low position. Do not be conceited. I was in the low position. And they were be devoted to one another in love, honor in one another in, uh, about yourself. These verses really was be seen outside when I entered the church. In action, in practice, they were like that. And that kept me to come here, kept me to hear, kept me to join the service. And the sermon's title is How You Want to Be Looked from Outsiders. You know, how we want them to see us when they enter here in the first time. Because in Turkey, in Turkish culture, we call body language and the words are not speak so much. Actually, your actions, your attitude speaks more than your words. If you say, I love you, I love you, but if you not show that love in action, that now your words are not true. You say things that you, are, you cannot do, you cannot done. That reason... What I saw here wasn't just words, was a attitude, behaves, how to approach. You know, sometimes people feel when they come to church, you know, later they are not keep continue to coming because sometimes it's about our actions. So how we treat them, how we maybe forgot to say welcome to them. Uh, I, am, I, I am not pointing finger to you guys. This is the whole churches in the earth's problem that sometimes we need to be remembered. You know, how I can change more to who visit first time to this place or who come first time amongst us. You know, how do I want them to make it feel? You know, because my actions will change that person's comes in second time or third time. Or they will never show up in second time. This depends on me. It depends on us. That's how we want to be. And of course, 
people read you when you are in a relationship with your each other. When you when you smiling, but it's what is not really smiling. It's just okay, okay, I need to go smiling. Okay, or you know, yeah, I don't like to talk with this person smiles or attitudes or yeah, why he keep coming here? Because these kinds of attitudes gives a smell. You know, and to smells to others and smells to God. When I read the Romans twelve, nine, twenty one, I see Jesus in it. Because the church rejoiced with me and weeped with me. They made me feel they understand me. That kept me more excited to be here with them. Doesn't matter I am I was Christian or not. I really liked it them and I really want to spend some time with them, you know, talk, uh, you know, share. And they were very good. In this of course I will not read it from the beginning to end. Thanks our brother read it and you have in your bulletin this is these verses are a navigation system. Whenever I turn in the wrong direction, if I read this, gives me the right direction where I fail. Most of it is the uh, is the verse that fifteen. Rejoice with who is rejoice and weep with. Who is weep? This is a strong thing because every one of us in deep wants to be understand. And most of the problem is we feel that even sometime our wife, our husbands not understands us, and the church, the brothers sometimes not understands us when we have a problem or Something makes us sad when they approach us with already preached sermon. That with the, you know, that one book says repairing hat. They think that we are a broken things that they can repair. That we only need a being understand. You know, even we don't need an answer. We don't need a guidance we just need a someone stands with us and says, I do understand you. Maybe not even complete. I am not going through what you're going through, but I want to be with you in beside of you, you know, and I want to support you. By praying, by calling, by caring. In these days, as a family, we are going through things. And I don't have any hesitation to share that. Uh, my wife has a epilepsy. And after the June, she had a seven seizure. And four of them happened in front of the kids. And the kids 
are not okay in these days, my wife is not okay in these days, and we try to find, you know, way, direction, how to deal with this, how to solve this, but, you know, we're asking for professionals, we're going to visit, and we, we really leave this 15th verse because the church brothers and sisters who rejoicing with us and who weeps with us helps us to going through in these problems. There is much more things to say, but I think these are enough. Because the Matthew 5.13 uh, gives us who we are. We are salt and we are salt of the earth, and we are a light. You know, we are these things. But sometimes we fail that. Sometimes we lose our taste, and sometimes we hesitate to show our light. We don't rejoice with the people, and we don't weep with the people. Because many times people ask, oh, how my light will be seen? If you allow it, if you don't scare, if you take a fate step, take a risk and share who you are. Most of the time, we try to be look like an angel in the church that, sorry that you guys don't have a wing, that I don't have a wing, we don't have a halo, and... Our feet is on the ground and covered with the ground's mud. We live in this earth. We are not perfect, but we need to be a real and honest. And people around us sometimes, they need to hear that we have a problem too. Because sometimes, even inside the church, we are hesitate to share that. Because some people you know, run around with that uh, repairman hat. We are afraid they try to repair. That reason, sometimes we don't show our heart. We don't show how sad we are. Because we think, yeah, in the psalm says, rejoice. Yeah, I rejoice in my heart. I am rejoicing, but the sadness is real too. And sometimes I need that too. You know, and there is a people, they are sad. They need me to be sad with them too. Because that needs to be in the healthy way lived in the whole process. Otherwise, we'll catch you wherever you go. We can be a salt and light. But to not lose our taste, we need to be a real who was real to me, kept me here. And maybe you can be real to someone, will keep someone here. Let us pray. Sorry if I pray in Turkish. Ya Rab sana teşekkür ediyoruz. Bu sözler için, çocuklarına, halkına konuştuğun için, çünkü sen konuşan bir rapsın. 
Ve sen gerçek olmamızı istiyorsun. Sahte olmamızı istemiyorsun Rab. Bunun için sana şükrediyoruz. Kutsal ruhunla üzerimizde güçlü bir şekilde çalış. Ve Rab bize gerçek olmanın Rab yollarını göster. Öyle ki birilerine gerçek olabilelim. İsa Mesih'in adıyla. Amin.